Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my co-host, Kate Roberts. Hello. Hey, Wynne. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. It was funny. I was listening back to a few episodes on the train recently. And I think I listened to about three on one journey in the train. And it was, we'd always start the same way with, hello, my name is, and either it was you starting or me starting, and then it was hi. But it was never, how are you? Where we actually ask each other how we're doing. Yeah. Well, it's probably because we just usually have spent 20 minutes catching up before we before we start recording. We just skip over that part. And that's what we have done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How are you, Wynn? I am well, thank you, as I said <laughs> earlier on. You know, it's interesting as well. Um, I had someone email me asking us to talk about a specific topic and we love it when people ask us to talk about a specific topic. And this one, it's really funny in that it's really easy for me to go there about anything. Okay, so here's an example. And, and the topic is someone wanted us to talk about guilt and what we see about guilt and to muse around that, as you and I talked about about 10 minutes ago. And it's very easy for me to go, oh, I haven't asked Kate how she is, so I feel guilty about that. Or, oh, I have another, I have a client call coming up in 25 minutes, so I can feel guilty about that. And it's, it's so easy for that to have cropped up on my mind since I can remember. Now, I'd like to think, and I'm pretty sure what I'm going to say is true, that it has less of a burden on me than it used to. Because I used to really worry about what anyone would think, anything, and I would be kind of guilt-ridden. I, I don't know, maybe at some point I noticed that the guilt didn't do the other person any good. It didn't help them. And that's the intention behind, well, if I feel guilty, that's going to do them good, right? I don't, I don't know if that's true, but that's what I noticed for myself is that me being in a bad feeling of feeling guilty would mean that they'd feel good. Well, that doesn't work because they've no idea what I'm feeling. So what would happen is, is that I would effectively feel bad with no positive, with no benefits, nothing good coming of it. Anyway, that's me on a Monday, talking out loud with my cup of coffee, talking with you over your cup of coffee on a Monday. So when you hear the word guilt, what comes up for you? Well, one thing that I thought about that kind of showed up when you were talking was 
you know, all the stories that make up that we're constantly creating. Um, for example, when you said it doesn't make anyone feel any better, but I do think that there's a lot of stories that we have, at least in my experience, that um, it's somehow that means I can, it's a story about, hey, if I'm, uh, if I feel bad about this, I'm, I'm showing everyone and myself that I care about this topic, whatever it is. Yeah. And stories about what we're responsible for, like what's our responsibility and what's on us. Like there's so many stories that go into this one topic of guilt that we create that feel very real. It also kind of sparked a question in my mind about the difference between guilt and shame. Or is there any difference between the two? I didn't have an answer, it just showed up as a question in my mind. I don't know if this is true because all we'd ever do is make up a meaning in the same way as what a dictionary does is that. And there's a constant change really over decades and hundreds of years about the meanings of words. But my, my initial response to what you just said about guilt and shame is that shame is about me and guilt looks like it's about someone else. Yeah. But I don't know if that's true, but it, it was the first distinction that came to my mind about those two. So I could feel shame for um, finishing off an entire portion of chicken wings on Friday because there was a lot for one person while I was watching the rugby. But there wasn't, it didn't feel guilt. I didn't feel guilty about it. Now, I could easily, because then I could say, well, you know, what about the chickens? Don't you feel bad? I mean, you should eat carrots. Then I'd go, oh, my Lord, I could feel guilty about these poor chickens. And I, and I don't want to kind of like sound too uh, flippant over that, but, but I felt guilty before about eating meat. I felt guilty before about other things. I've had shame and guilt over various things. But anyway, going back to what you said, it looks like the, the feeling bad for guilt for me when I think about it is because I feel bad for somebody else. And the shame is just me being bad about, feeling bad about me. The other thing that just cropped up in my head now, and I'm just wondering about this. I know sometimes when I felt guilty, it felt like the noble thing to do. Noble. And the other thing that I've noticed is that sometimes 
when I stay in the guilty feeling, it's in the hope that I don't do the same thing again in the future. So if I give myself enough bad feeling about the guilty thing that has just happened or happened previous days or weeks or months or maybe even longer, then it's at the hope that I won't do that again. Or hurt somebody again or lack compassion again or whatever the thing that I've done in the past. And as I sit here right now is that I, I know I don't have to keep beating myself up for me to learn to not do it again. I can notice it once with a clear mind and notice I wasn't smart when you can do better than that. That's my lesson learned. So me keeping over in my mind, churning myself over things I would regret from the past, actually does not diminish the chance of me doing it again in the future. It doesn't. Some might say, and I might say, that it might actually increase the chance of doing it again because we don't tend to do so well. We don't tend to act with so much compassion and empathy and, and love when we're feeling bad about ourselves and life in general. that's more that what if we shame ourselves or feel guilty enough about something that it that it will change behavior in the future i think that's a pretty prominent story at least for me although i've just like you i've never seen that they're actually related but what I have seen in my experience is that when it comes to guilt or shame, I think just because it has been such a repetitive story in my life, in my mind, that the storyteller can get very creative around this. And it's only recently that um, that those stories start to look suspect to me, especially when they get going and don't make any sense. You know, at one point, it wouldn't matter if they made sense. I believed it 100%. And my behavior played out accordingly. There's something about seeing how creative we can be with our thought, whether it's creative in a way that we put out beautiful things in the world or creative in how we shame ourselves. It's only, I think, when we start to see just the nature of thought and how it plays out in our bodies and our minds. But those things start to look suspect. 
that we touch on a little bit earlier. For me, that seems to be the only thing that that affects behavior is that I see that that very like beautiful creative power playing out. And how creative it is. That was lovely, Kate. And you know what, what struck me in listening to you was it makes sense until we see it doesn't. So in my mind, I had these kind of two you know, columns of this person's feeling good. And then there's me feeling good. And, and if, and if I've, done something that's made the other person feel bad then if i feel bad enough and bring my own bad feeling down then they were gonna feel better and it's just like okay well i've gone from let's say a five out of ten in feeling good and they're at a two out of ten in my mind but if i bring myself down to a two out of ten then they're gonna get up to a five out of ten so they're going to automatically feel better if I feel worse, right? I mean, that's one way of looking at the logic of guilt. Beyond the initial spike, which will happen, that in my mind, we've got no control over a, a guilty thought. I have a guilty feeling. But exactly to your point, we then storify it, which is not a real word. We make a story out of it, storyfy it. Um, oh, well. Um, Maybe it is a word. And then the absolute illogical thought-created illusion that I will do them a favor by me feeling bad. Well, that just doesn't hold up to scrutiny. Someone once said, and I'm going to totally get this quote wrong, guilt is like me drinking poison in order for somebody else to feel good. Now, it's not the exact quote, but the ethos of that holds true to me in the way that I see it. And that's how creative thought is. It takes something completely nonsensical and illogical and makes it look like a good idea. That's how creative thought is. And it's, well, you know, and there's another level there as well of we don't have to feel guilty about that because that's how thought works. It's not a win thing, it's not a Kate thing, it's not an individual thing at all. It's not for you listening, it's not you are blame free in all of this because that's how thought works as a creative force in human beings. I've always found that a very enlightening reminder for me whenever I'm in my story deep. No, I think it's, um, you know, like any story, whether it's about guilt or shame, but it's just, um, You know, our willingness to notice and see 
when we do see, you know, we don't always see that. I'm not sure if what we see in a moment is really up to us as much as just a willingness to notice that we're in a story about it. And sometimes, you know, these stories are just, you know, in one moment they feel like a part of who we are, like our skin or our hair. And then another moment, they just don't have that, that solidity. And just our willingness to notice, oh, this is, this feels really real, you know? And yeah, that doesn't feel as real as it used to. And as the stories kind of, you know, like our stories about, oh, this means I care, or this means if I feel this, they'll feel better somehow. If I get down in there with them, or this will change my behavior in the future, or, you know, and even when it comes down to really solid things, like for me, it's something that I could say or do would affect someone else and how they feel. That seems really solid most of the time for me, that I have some say in someone else's experience of life. And even that can fall away when we see them. That's just another story we have. We're responsible for someone else's experience in any way. And I'd agree with one thing that, well, all of what you said, but there's the one thing that, that struck me then as, again that's worthwhile saying in my mind is that it looks like we can be the cause of how somebody else feels. It really looks like that. When we are, um, when someone else is upset with us or when I'm upset or we're upset because of what someone else has done. And, and if that looks really solid and real and you think that Kate and I are talking nonsense, I'd encourage you to listen back to the episode with Rohini Ross two weeks ago. Because it was a beautiful exploration when, when, when you and her, you and Rohini were talking. It just, I, I was listening back, and even at the time that I remember when we were recording, and I went, that's a beautiful way of illustrating that it isn't that way, yet it looks that way. Yet it doesn't mean, well, I can be really mean to people then if that's true i'll just go around being mean well that one gets covered really well in that too so that's what i'd say about that listen back to that one and you know the other thing that occurs right now to me is that it keeps coming back to me of the simplicity of one thing if i just remember one thing, if I'm feeling bad about myself or, or bad about my, my lot in life, bad about anything, 
I'm absolutely in an illusion that isn't real. Beyond, say, 20 seconds of that, that spike of, oh, I take my hand off the, off the gas stove because that's not smart win. But then me giving myself recriminations for having been so naive or so, or a lot worse with a few profanities thrown in in the event of that happening as I did burn myself yesterday in the kitchen just with some hot oil so I'm pretty sure I gave myself what I did for the next few minutes a bit of a don't I know better by now that was beyond the initial pain of the of the burn on my on my finger so the point I'm going to get at is the simplicity of when I feel bad, there's illusory thinking going on that looks really true. And yet the truth is it's illusory. That for me has been absolutely life-changing. That one thing and continues to evolve as I see that a little clearer over time, over months and years. Um, one thing that's really kind of changed things for me is a willingness to be in those feelings that, you know, I've, I've decided that um, I don't want to feel what like guilt or shame, but a willingness to feel it, to be with it not push it away, not avoid it, not numb it. Not to say I don't do those things, but a willingness to sit in those feelings and know that this is my experience of being human. I'm in a story, it feels really real. Can I just be with this? And there's something about not pushing up against it and just being with it, exploring it maybe, watching how I'm creating it, how it feels. And just that simple space of being willing to be in it. There's this freedom and this special space where I notice that it's temporary. It shows itself to be temporary. That's pretty amazing. You've been listening to Under the Noise from Kate Roberts and I'm here with my co-host, Wynn Morgan. If you have any questions or comments or any topics that you would love for us to explore, please reach out to either Wynn or myself. Our details follow the podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.